Gentlemen, welcome to the Wall of Power Radio Hour. This is your host, Paul Metza, wishing you a very happy new year. 2022 has got to be better than 2021, right? I think we can all agree that it better be. Uh, Got a great guest on tonight. There's a band that's been around for close to a decade called Art Vandalay. We have the leader of the band. Brandon Henry with us here tonight. We've got a CD release show coming up at the Astor Cafe on January 22nd. So I would like to uh, welcome my guest, Brandon Henry from Art Vandalay to the Wall of Power Radio Hour. Brandon, how are you doing this evening? I'm doing well. Happy New Year, Paul. Happy New Year. And it's strange to hear that we've been around for about a decade. It feels like we just kind of started. Well, and this, uh, your, your, the last record you guys released was called Heaven's Opera House, and that was came out ten years, nine years ago. Yeah, actually, you know, it, it was uh, um, ten years ago on this past Monday that it came out. So it's wow. Been, been around for a while. Yeah, and that time just went, I don't know where it went. <laughs> and uh, we don't even know need to know where it went. The main thing is we've got Brandon Henry from Art Vandley with us tonight talking about his new record, Champagne and Chandeliers. Let's talk a little bit about where Brandon Henry came from and how you ended up in Minnesota and then Minneapolis and uh, the beginnings of Art Vandley. Yeah, so I, I went to school up up here um, at St. Olaf College down in Northfield. And after I graduated, I just kind of stayed and hung out in the Twin Cities. And every year I was, was here, I just enjoyed it more and more. So I've been up here permanently since 2002. And um, probably in about, like, I really wanted to get into playing music out live. I've been playing guitar for a long time. And... Um, started playing with a group called Nothing of Consequence, and um, I was with them for about a year playing bass, and I had a handful of my own songs, and so I started playing out solo by myself and um, took on the name Art Vandalay. It's just kind of a fun little stage name, and it just kind of morphed from there. I ended up uh, recruiting the drummer from Nothing of Consequence, Calvin Kiesling, and he and I had gone to school together, but we didn't know each other in college. Um, and then we just kept playing as a duo for a long time. And Ben Cookfelt, who I went to McNally Smith, um, with in mid two thousands, um, he and I had shared a couple bills and he joined in on a few songs here and there and eventually just came on full time. So, um, the three of us played around for a number of years and then I'd say probably about 2014, uh, we were playing a gig with a band called Matt Inkla and the Hostages, and their bass player, Drew Stevenson, uh, he came up to us after the show, and he was like, hey, I see you don't have a bass player. Do you want one? And so he joined our band as a bass player, and he used to be Calvin's 
college roommate. So it all kind of came full circle. And um, we've been playing in different formations over the years since about 2007. So that's kind of the formation of the band. And uh, Champagne and Chandeliers was the first album that we recorded in a studio, and it encompasses all of the band members. Um, the first two albums, Dancing with Your Demons and Heaven's Opera House, we did in basements and apartments, and um, it was mostly just the me, Calvin, and Ben on that one. But for Champagne and Chandeliers, we had everybody, and we even recruited um, Rich Rue from uh, Nikki and the Roommates and Row Family Singers, and um, and then Colin Monette, who's a local guitar player around town. He's played with us off and on over the years, too. And um, so we, we got everybody in on the record. And it was a lot of fun, a lot of fun to hear what, what other musicians added to the songs. Well, and uh, for those of uh, out there in the Wall of Power Radio, our listening audience who watch Seinfeld, the name Art Vandelay is <laughs> familiar because George Costanza, I think when he was faking his work resume at one time said he worked for Art Vandelay Industries as an architect. And oddly enough, the song we're going to hear at the end of this segment is called Architects, where I believe where the line champagne and chandeliers came from. So tell us uh, what night you guys were sitting around somebody's living room around the bong and you came up with that name. Um, you know, that's... So um, when... So when I was in that very first band, Nothing of Consequence, we were trying to come up with a band name, and I rec I suggested Art Vandelay, and nobody wanted it, so we just kind of scrapped it and moved on. So then when I decided to go out and do stuff solo on my own, I was just like, oh, well, I'll take on that name. And, you know, I was a fan sure. of the show, and I just kind of thought it was funny. Um, and, um, yeah, we just kind of kept it over the years. And every time I think about changing it, um, in some way, I talk to someone and they're just like, I love that name. And so then I've just kept it. And so I think it's here to stay. Well, and uh, it's spelled, if you do any Googling on the Seinfeld stuff, the way you spell Vandalay uh, is V-A-N-D-A-L-A-Y. They have an E in there after the D. So is your website for the band ArtVandalayTunes.com? Correct. That's where you can okay. get all of our music and read more about us. And, and I, read an, I read enough about you to know that this record was actually set for release a couple of years ago. Uh, and now it's actually having its formal release at the Astro Cafe, which we love. Our buddy Jeff Arendell has a great uh, listening room over there right on the uh, Mississippi River. So tell us... Uh, was it all just kind of pandemic delay like we've all gone mostly. through? Yeah, mostly. Yeah. So it was recorded um, in the spring of 2019 at Future Condo Studios in South Minneapolis. And the plan was to record it. And then at that time, myself and um, another band member, um, we were each expecting kids and so we were going to have a good chunk of time to, you know, start to learn to become parents and everything. And then in 2020, 
spring or summer of 2020, put it out and move on from there. Well, you know, as with, with, with everything, it just kind of, those plans went out the window. And so yeah. um, we spent a year, I kind of just spent a year on like really like, you know, working on the design and trying to think of like ways to market it and, you know, really overthinking everything. Um, sure. But then, then as, you know, last, last year in the spring, as things were kind of starting to look more optimistic, we kind of pulled the trigger on like, okay, let's put it out let's, and just kind of like do stuff over the summer. And so we played a few shows over the summer to promote it, came out officially in August. Um, and then, yeah, so now this, this show at the Astra on the 22nd is a big celebration of the album and we've got Jay Bell and the Lazy Susan band joining us on the bill. They're a super fun Americana band. Um, so I think it'll be a lot of, a lot of fun. It'll be a fun show. Cool. Well, the song we're going to listen to Brandon of champagne and, uh, chandeliers is a song called architects. And when we did a little pre-interview, uh, earlier this week, uh, I thought maybe you were using that because art Vandalay or, whatever persona George Costanza thought he was going to be, was an architect. And then you said that actually occurred to you after you wrote the song. So tell us a little bit about the song that we're going to listen to first off here on the Wall of Power Radio Hour uh, by the Art Vandalay Ensemble called Architects. Tell us a little bit about that song. Yeah, so this song, I, I wrote it quite a while ago, and it's actually about... The, I'm doing air quotes right now, the uh, conclusion of the Iraq war. And I was okay. thinking about the architects and people behind um, behind it. And you could, you could probably, you know, apply it to other um, conflicts that we've been involved in. But just that there are people who, like, kind of design these and, like, work on how to... How to um, conduct these um, wars for, you know, for one reason or another. And so I kind of went down that rabbit hole and um, architects is kind of just how it came out. And um, yeah, I, the, the line champagne and chandeliers doesn't really mean anything. It's just, I thought it was a cool sounding phrase. And so that, that was sure. kind of the launch of the song and it just kind of went from there. Yeah. Uh, well, let's listen to Architects by uh, Art Vandelay, and we'll send this one off to wherever he's uh, burning in the afterlife, to Don Rumsfeld. Architects by Art Vandelay, and we'll have Brandon Henry on for the whole show tonight on the Wall of Power Radio Hour. Champagne and chandeliers Swinging from the sinking ship All the thieves and the captains Hold their tightening their grip White knuckles on the wheels And blindfolds over their eyes Ain't nobody in the right frame of mind Gonna drive at night like that i 
decks Spinning the pirouettes Build the castles of iron and glass To draw lines in the sand You're either on the right side Or the wrong Either weak or you're strong Second set of the Wall of Power Radio Hour. First show of 2022. Player Brandon Henry on from the band Art Vandelay. They've got a record release coming up right around the corner, January 22nd at the Astor Cafe. Brandon, uh, you were born in Ann Arbor, but you kind of came of age in Norman, Oklahoma. What was the music scene like uh, when you were growing up down there in in uh, Oklahoma, you know, as when I was growing growing up, it was um, there, to, to me there wasn't a whole lot going on. Um, but you know, I also wasn't old enough to get into bars, and um, so I, I I feel like there was probably this level of music that I was unaware of. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was really hungry for that. Um, for that connection with music. I went, you know, I'd, I'd go to a lot of like, um, some jazz concerts and stuff around town and up in Oklahoma city. My dad is a huge jazz fan. And so he, um, would, would take me to shows that, that came to town. And, um, there was always a jazz festival in Norman that we would go to. And so that, uh, that was a big part of my musical upbringing too, was just an appreciation and, um, background of, with jazz. And, um, so, but, you know, I've, I actually just got back from Norman from the holidays and I played a gig down there and, um, the music scene is totally different now. It's like, what's it like? It's pretty happy. It's pretty happening. Um, there's cool. a music festival down there every spring that gets thousands of people into the downtown. Um, there are way more venues than I remember even being available when I grew up. Um, you know, there's a good singer songwriter, um, uh, community down there, rock, indie rock, um, the whole thing. Um, so it's, 
it's cool to kind of go back and see how how the uh, music scene has grown in the you know twenty plus years that I've been away. So, but the sounds definitely um, influenced my my songwriting. There was a band um, called Cross Canadian Ragweed that um, they they were I think they were from Stillwater. Um, okay, but a good. A good friend of mine took me to a show of theirs that was in like a bar parking lot, and they had this song called "Jimmy and Annie" that like just blew me away, and it kind of opened the door for um, to me for more songwriter-based um, music and kind of that blend of rock and country together, and just kind of opened the doors for me. So that was a big influence on my. Um, musical direction for sure. Well, you've got uh, one of America's greatest, not only songwriters, but greatest Americans, Woody Guthrie from Okima, Oklahoma. So you're kind of coming from a land of great songwriters. And when you mentioned yeah. Stillwater, Oklahoma, uh, that's where Garth Brooks came from. And my very good friend who's not with us anymore, uh, the late, great Jimmy LaFabe, was from Stillwater, Oklahoma, and um, I think they used to call that, uh, it was, is it Red Rust? There's a certain type, there's a certain... Uh, red Dirt. Red Dirt, yeah, Red Dirt music, yeah. yeah. Jimmy was very proud of that. And uh, <clears throat> so, yeah, Oklahoma, of course, just a great, uh, uh, a great, great state. It's, I'm glad to hear... Norman, Oklahoma, your kind of hometown uh, when you moved there from Ann Arbor is starting to happen. And of course, uh, as you had mentioned when we had spoken earlier this week, the great James Garner is from Norman, Oklahoma, Rockford, and uh, one of the greatest TV private detectives of all time. I hope they have a, a statue or a, some sort of museum for Rockford down there somewhere. There's a street named after him. I know that. Well, they're good. Yeah. So, so, so now, what? Uh, why did you pick St. Olaf College out of all the... And trust me, I love St. Olaf College. I played there myself. I've had friends that uh, have taught there. I've had friends that got into school there. Why did you pick St. Olaf? Um, you know, it was kind of a mix of reasons. Um, one was initially I was interested in, um, music, like studying music at school. Um, and so that's kind of what got me looking into the school because they have a really well-known, really solid music program. Um, and they also had a really good swim team and I was, a, I swam com competitively and, um, so I was interested in that as well. And because they're a Division three school, they don't offer scholarships. So I would be able mm -hmm. to swim. Uh, so, yeah, I got there. It just seemed like a really good fit. Um, I did not pursue the, the music uh, end of it as um, it's geared more towards music education, uh, uh, choral music, and it was just not my, my jam. Uh, but right. Campus was great, I, and I love the people there. And I actually had my first band there when I was a senior. Um, I was really into Jimmy Buffett, 
And um, so I started a Jimmy Buffett cover band called the Buffett Buffet. And, um, you know, we played like three epic shows. Uh, we played our six covers really well. And that was kind of the, the a bug that just stuck in me to perform and play. Um, so, yeah. And then, you know, like I said earlier, just after I, I graduated, um, I didn't really have any solid plans. So I just moved to the Twin Cities and hung out and started to go see live music. Well, Northfield, uh, too, is such a beautiful hamlet. Yeah. It's uh, just a gorgeous town. And, of course, with Carlton and uh, uh, St. Olaf, you get, there's a lot of brain power down there. And actually, mm-hmm. everybody I've talked to, uh, Northfield's developing a cool music scene. Do you ever get a chance to go down there and play? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we played there a ton. We played a handful of times at the Contented Cow. And then for probably about maybe five or six years we played at the tavern lounge down there. Um, and that was just, it was just a ball playing there. That was a a really cool spot, kind of a nook in the, um, ground floor of the Archer house, which is the, was the historic, uh, bed and breakfast that was in town. And yeah, we played there for years. Um, unfortunately in 2020 it burned. Uh, yeah, there was a I fire in one of the restaurants, and so um, that is no longer a venue. Um, but we we actually played down there at a at uh, Im- Imminent Brewing. Um, we played down there in November, and that was our first time we played in Northfield in a couple years. And it was great to be back. It was a super fun night, and yeah, it's got a great a great music scene down there. Um, and so uh, it's it's nice nice to go back and um, play them. I did a rec- I did a recording session in Northfield years ago with uh, country great Sherman Linton, who's a very good friend of mine. And there was a really cool studio down there. Um, oh. Had a lot of vintage gear. Do you know what I'm talking about? God, it was about 12, 15 years ago, so I I don't remember it. But I thought maybe you coming up, maybe you. Stumble across that studio in North. No, uh-uh. I wonder if it's okay. still there. Geez, good question. So let me ask you this, uh, Brandon Henry. When you moved up to Minneapolis, what year was that? Did you move to Minneapolis? And what bands did you start to see when you moved up to the Twin Cities? Oh, gosh. Um, let's see. I moved up here permanently in, uh, so it would have been like spring, summer of 2002, um, what are some of the bands that we, that we would go see? Um, there was a punk band I remember going to go see called Crudler at the Uptown Bar. Um, let's see. There was a band called Landing Gear that I really got into, um, in, I don't know, like 2004-ish. Um, and... Who else did Romantica when they were starting to get really big? I really got into their music and um, let's see who else? Martin Devaney, like like listening to him and um, gosh, who else? Those are some of the bands I can think of off the top of my head. Um, yeah, there was just a ton of stuff going on and being new to the city and like 
um, seeing all this just at the, you know, at your fingertips was just so much fun to kind of immerse yourself, immerse myself in all different kinds of music at all different types of venues. And so it was a lot of fun. I miss it. I'd like to get back out and doing that more often as many people do. Brandon Henry. Uh, now, do you write these songs by yourself or do you have your bandmates and Art Vandalay contribute and get writing credits? Um, you know, I've just been writing them myself uh, for the most part. Um, I tend to bring the songs mostly finished to the band. Um, and um, they've cer- certainly helped out musically with um, adding adding their insights and their their uh, you know their their flavor to the song. Sure. Um, I did. I have a good friend, uh, Jasper Leepak, who's a local singer songwriter. Um, she and I have um, exchanged songs over the years just to get feedback from each other, um, just to help help each other out with songwriting and. Um, so the song Never See You Again is a song that um, I brought to her and it was mostly finished, but it was kind of at that point where like, like, you know, there's just like something missing, but you've been so close to it. That I couldn't figure out what needed to be done with right. it. And so I, I brought it to her and she had some really good suggestions. And then she had a suggestion on the chorus that to me just like, made the whole, the song. Um, and so it, it was just the hook of the chorus. And so, um, she got, she gets a, she, she got a co-writing credit for that song. And, um, yeah, it's fun. It's, it's fun, fun to collaborate with other songwriters. And that's kind of something I'd like to get more into in the new year. And that's kind of one of my goals for the year is to work with more songwriters and, um, start to write songs again. So, that's a great resolution. We've got Brandon Henry from Art Vandalay. They're doing a CD release party for their record Champagne and Chandeliers on January 22nd at the Astro Cafe. So let's listen to a song off that disc called Never See You Again by Brandon on for one more set. Some people go to Nashville and others get burned. It's a roll of rough luck And hard lessons learned
Lila says to Angel There's three of us at the wheel Me, you, and a death wish It's a love triangle It's a dangerous deal Me, you, and a death wish Welcome back to the Walls Tower Radio. I can hear you. This is your host, Paul Metzler. I guess Brandon Henry from Bandelay. We just heard a song off the new record, Champagne and Chandeliers, called Angel and Delilah. Where did that song come from, Brandon? The song was written by Eliza Gilkinson, and um, just it's just a song that I've enjoyed of hers. Um, over the years, and it's been part of our live set for, I don't know, probably about five to eight years. Um, and, yeah, it's just a fun song to play, and um, so we decided to throw it on the record. And, um, yeah. It's, cool. I think, I'm, I'm not exactly sure what it's about. Uh, she... Um, I sent it to her because um, I used to, so I used to work at Red House Records, so I had a connection with her, and sure. um, I asked her if she would give, um, you know, share the song, and um, when she shared it, she said it was a song about a, um, a dysfunctional relationship, um, which I thought was great. Just the, just the imagery that she paints in that song is phenomenal, and um, which is what I love about her songwriting. And it, it kind of has like a rockin' edge to it to me, um, so I really enjoy it. It's just a fun song for us to play. So you know, it's funny. It on the record. If there was no such things as dysfunctional relationships, <laughs> half the songs we know and love wouldn't exist. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, you also had an interesting time. You studied at uh, McNally Smith School of Music in St. Paul. Yeah, so I was there like 2004 to 2005, and you know I went there for um, audio production and kind of learned that I was starting right before that. I was starting to get in the to learn the ins and outs of recording. You know, I bought like a four track Tascam, like most people do who get into recording, sure. and um, you know played around with that for a year or so and. Um, I had a friend at that time who was going there and he suggested it. So I looked into it and went there from 2004 to 2005 and, you know, learned how to work in pro tools and, uh, do the boards and mic and all, all that stuff. Um, and made some friends out of it too, which I think is maybe the more important part, uh, of the whole thing. And that's, that's how I met Ben Cookfeltz who, um, plays in Art Vandal and he's also a, an excellent singer songwriter of his on his own he has his own band and plays out and so um yeah it was just a a good place to i made some, some good good friends and good connections that um have lasted you know through 
through the duration of Art Vandalay for sure. Um, well, so. and you you studied with the great uh, uh, recording engineer who I had the pleasure of working with way back when, a guy named Chopper Black. Yes, yes, I I worked with him for at least one class and definitely learned a lot from from him. So it was yeah. Uh, well, that uh, although that place eventually kind of went up in flames under really kind of mysterious circumstance. When I say flames, I'm not saying real flames, but just that whole thing kind of crumbled. Uh, but I did I, I did a few uh, seminars and things over there, did a little recording as well. And uh, boy, it had a, the staff was great. It was some of the best musicians and sound engineers in the Twin Cities. Uh, mm -hmm. Used to be instructors there. Yeah, the, the school had a really good vibe to it and had really good, um, yeah, they had a lot of good experience. And, yeah, it was too bad that it all kind of came crumbling down and um, left a lot of people in a lurch. But Yeah, um, unfortunately. Ho hopefully everyone's kind of found their path in some way or another. Now, when did you work uh, with Red House Records and what did you do there? Uh, so I was there from 2006 until the end in 2017, and okay. I did. I started out um, assisting in publicity with uh, Ellen Stanley, and then um, then I moved into a, a a digital role that had been created as things kind of started to move more in that direction. And I did a lot of digital marketing and um, yeah, just working with our digital distributors and iTunes and all that stuff. And so, um, and I, it got into some design work as well, um, with ads and posters and some, some stuff like that. And so, um, a whole, a whole gamut of things. Um, and yeah, it was a blast, but you know, it had a really big impact on my, uh, songwriting, just being exposed to that level of songwriter every day, like every day yeah. we were, I was listening to amazing songwriters, w whether they were on Red House or not. It was just being exposed to that every day. Like you just learn how, how, how to structure a song and how to like, you know, create a, a, a great song. And so um, it certainly had a huge impact on, on my music career as well. And, well, and you just learn how, how, how to market an album too, which is something that um, is hard to learn. Um, yeah. So it was best of both worlds. Well, we all bowed down to Greg Brown, uh, who was, <laughs> you know, went to the Red House, wouldn't be around, it wasn't for the artistry of Greg Brown. And uh, boy, if we could all write a song as, as good as something, I know. Else, we'd, we'd be in good hands. Uh, yeah. So, Tell us. Um, so, what do you do now? How do you? How do you? Uh, what do you have a day gig? I mean, there's really no paying gigs out there where you can really afford to make a living being a uh, professional musician these days. So, what do you do to uh, to to pay the rent and or the mortgage? Yeah. So, um, I work at the U of M at the Carlson School of Management, and I do project management there, and I work with a lot of print marketing. Um, so, a lot of skills from, you know, working on different projects at Red House, you know, looking at details and all that stuff, 
um, translating into um, more marketing materials, albeit a, a different world, but um, there are a lot of things that kind of translate. So that's what I do during the day, and then, um, you know, music stuff in my in my free time when I um, at night and on weekends and stuff. So, so how very can busy. people how can people track down uh, your new record, Champagne and Chandeliers? And yeah, so the the new album is available wherever you you know get your your uh, digital music, uh, but you can go to artvandalaytunes.com, and it's a direct link to our you'll you'll find our Bandcamp page um, that you know you can order um, physical CDs from there, and I'll send you send one, um, or, or you can download. Um, so that's the best place to go is artvandalaytunes.com to get our music. Brandon, this has been a great conversation. I want to wish you the best uh, with, Thank your, you, Paul. with your uh, uh, CD release on January 22nd. Also, all the best for 2022. Tell us about this uh, last song we're going to hear tonight called Eye of the Beholder. Yeah, so Eye of the Beholder is a song that I wrote about uh, performing in front of people. And that, you know, sometimes you're playing a gig and maybe there's one or two people in the audience or maybe there are 200, um, but you never know who is in the audience and how your song might impact them. And so mm -hmm. just knowing that your song might have a, an, effect, an effect on somebody, hopefully a positive effect on somebody, um, whether you know it or not. So um, to kind of always put your best foot forward when you're outperforming and um, just to kind of have faith in your songs that there's a person out there who might might connect with it. So that's what I of the well, Holy is, is about. That is a, it, that's a great piece of advice to end this uh, first show 2022 on the Wall of Power Radio R. And for anybody out there, put your best foot forward says Brandon Henry from Art Vandalay. Brandon, this has been great. I, I look forward to meeting you in person. Uh, we love Ellen Stanley. She works with the best people in town. She's a great musician herself. So have a great time uh, on the 22nd at the Astor Cafe. And uh, for those of you out there that would like to go see Art Vandalay, just go to astorcafe.com and reserve some tickets. Happy New Year, Brandon, and good luck with Happy uh, New Year, Paul. the band and the record. Thank you. We'll talk soon. Thanks, brother. Talk. All right. Thanks. Bye. Bye. She sings every Saturday in a New England pub. Crowd just doesn't care. Then she plays backup pictures of beer. She sings a love Under these lights in a blue jeans Sings in cliches, the skies is true Boys at the bar go blind for drinks so Whiskey, it burns like roses and thorns But she's saving their souls So Some they mean it.
listening to the Wall of Power Radio Hour. The show is produced by Paul Metza, engineered by the great Patrick Lilia in the basement of AM950 Studios in Eden Prairie, which is neither Eden nor the Prairie. I've got a book coming out in about a month called Alphabet Jazz, Poetry, Prose, Stories, and Songs. It's going to have a 14-song free digital download. I will keep you posted on that, but follow me at paulmetza.com more information on the book and other things I'm up to. Once again, Happy New Year to everybody out there in AM950 Radio Land. And like my dad used to tell me, remember to be kind and make someone happy.